Hey everybody, welcome to our first episode of the Triangle Manga and Anime Review. I'm here, uh, my name is Logan. I'm here, you know, in my isekai form recording a, uh, whose purpose is only here to record this podcast. And with me today is a, a man working on his guitar skills to become the perfect band member, uh, Ozzy, how's it going, Ozzy? I really just want to. Um, I really just want to be part of the Co Band. Is that what the name of the anime is? Co, Co, Cone. With the all, no, the girl band, the all girl band. Yeah, K. Is it Co? Yeah, well, they. Oh, is it O N? K hyphen O N. Yeah. I, Cone. Yeah, I want to. I just want to be in that band and play with them. I think you would. I honestly think you would be better. I don't know if you ever read the series Beck, but that one's pretty good. I don't know. Oh, nice. Although I think that might be, knowing Kevin's taste, that might be more up his alley. But yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, but I'm I'm doing well. Thanks. Uh, I'm out here just uh, surviving. Yeah. Um, excited but, to talk about some anime and manga. This is our first uh, inaugural, I guess we could say, um, uh, podcast. So this will be fun. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, uh, just our a few credentials before we kind of get into it. I think uh, I do kind of want to talk about where we come from and why we are talking about anime and manga and what kind of interests us in the field. Um, True, we're no scrub. I don't think we're any scrubs to mangas and anime. I don't think. I don't. Know. I don't know. You didn't know what cone was, and they're gonna. Somebody's gonna. I guarantee you, somebody well, on the I internet's mean, gonna get upset about that. Okay, so it's fine. I guess I'm a little bit of a boomer when it comes to. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. It comes to anime, manga, manga, whatever you call it. Yeah. everybody's got their generational gaps it's not that big of a deal uh so i guess for me i'll go ahead and get started with uh where i first got introduced to manga i think um when i got into it it was kind of in my uh younger years i mean you know socially awkward high school or whatever middle schooler i think for me Which, oh yeah what years were those what years were those to put it in perspective uh, I don't have the best memory, but I think this was around uh, 2003 up to 2008, kind of in that range. Yeah, mid-2000s, I got you. Yeah, and I mean, I think the first thing that kind of got me into manga and anime was Toonami. I mean, I really... I think I got into it in elementary school, but I was just kind of a normal fanboy. I kind of I liked I liked Dragon Ball Z. I liked all Zoids. I liked uh, both versions of Zoids, which was kind of strange. Um, and then yeah, Outlaw Star, a lot of the big ones they had. And then Adult Swim came along, and yeah, my friend groups were all kind of outcasts and i think that it was something that we all kind of enjoyed because the action stylings the stories were stuff that we had never really seen before and they did have like i guess when you're young you kind of feel like you're kind of pandered to about like i i don't know if this is something that still is pertinent to this day with the internet and everything but you know at the time your parents want to treat you like, you know, a kid. They don't want you to, like, read deep, you know, dark stories where bad things can happen. They don't want you to think about, you know, death because they want you to 
death or violence or like dealing with the hard questions or even dealing with, you know, like, how am I going to pay rent? Because when you grow up, I think a lot of parents or most uh, positive parents want to kind of have, want you to kind of have a period where you're kind of growing up in an own, your own little zone of innocence. And I, I, I appreciate what they were doing, but it was not helpful for me. And I think the anime storylines were the first thing where I kind of got introduced to the ideas of like, you know, bad things happen to people. People die. You can, people have traumas that they got to deal with their whole lives. You know, you can do everything right and still end up broke. And it's just like, I, I think those are important lessons to learn. And, you know, that, that was kind of the first place I learned it. It also helped that anime and manga was a lot easier than reading books for me at the time. Because I feel like I, I also learned a lot from books over time as I got older. But, uh, you know, having a story that kind of plays out in front of you where you don't have to use, you know, just kind of read a bunch of words to kind of draw it up in your imagination. To have somebody say, like, this is the style and this is how it's going to play out. You know, and then you can kind of use your imagination to create your own stories. That was... What got me into manga and kind of kept me into it. Um, I I do have, I mean, over time things have kind of changed, but I do still like manga and I still like the stories it presents to me and how they're kind of different from most other stories you'll find over here in the West uh, in general. But yeah, sorry, Ozzy. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, what do you got uh, as far as what got you into manga, anime? So, um, yeah, so what got me into anime and manga, let's say, um, I'm pretty much in the same, same story, um, Toonami. Um, I think it's because we're the same age, and that's kind of what I was going to preface, that anyone our age, um, maybe a little bit older, you know, late 20s, mid-20s to late 20s to early 30s, I think if they're really into anime, can definitely go back and say that Toonami was a major, you know, uh, contributor to that. Um, kind of, for me, the same thing was just tsunami i can't remember if it was like weekly if it was daily or if it was every saturday or what when it was on i know it was on throughout its course on every other day pretty much every day of the week minus sunday probably um but tsunami was a great way for me to get introduced to um you know the bigger world of anime manga because i was a big dragon ball z fan um and honestly if i really think about it even before that um I would kind of dig into that action kind of sequence um, slash, um, you know, protagonist versus antagonist um, kind of TV shows. Like, I was a huge Power Rangers fan, and I know Power Rangers is not anime, but they're very Japanese-inspired. Um, um, and, you know, they kind of have the same feel where, you know, you have this group of people who are trying to save the world slash save you know their town and they have transformations and stuff like that i was a massive power rangers fan like growing up and that was even before uh toonami and you know i was i'm also still a big pokemon fan which at the time i did not know that was anime and manga inspired because it is you know you know pokemon is technically a video game so that's the way i was introduced to it um and also a digimon fan so that was kind of like what kind of like spread the roots for me spread the seeds and then like Toonami just kind of like blew it up for me 
because back in my day, I was watching DBZ, watching Sailor Moon, Gundam Wing. Um, so I was actually kind of, Toonami was great because it was very diverse, you know? It wasn't just like your normal, like, oh yeah, we have Dragon Ball Z, and that's about it. Like, you know, they had Sailor Moon, they had Gundam Wing, and kind of like you were saying, you know, they had these stories that were just a little bit more, um, I guess, diverse than what you would find on normal English television. I mean, I mean Gundam, the original Gundam Wing was, yeah. uh, at least for children, uh, the original Gundam Wing was, you know, about, you know, these fighters who were fighting either against or for the government and... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't... They were, it was a, very political, you know? It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, there's a bad guy to beat him, you know? There was a lot of deaths in there. There was a lot of them, like, dealing with, you know, their trauma between fighting and being, you know, soldiers. And it was it was, it was was very intense for children to watch. Um, and not to mention, like, after a while, Toonami started, like, airing the uncut versions. Because here in America, they had a lot of censorship. They were just like, oh, yeah, we won't... Like, a lot of Dragon Ball Z never had blood growing up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's just normal. But, like, the original, like, Japanese version had blood. They had a bunch of different things. Like, certain characters had, like, swastikas. Like, they were like, evil. Like, their name was, like, the devil. And, like, they changed it over here, obviously, for kids. Because they knew who their target was, and they didn't want to, you know, mess with these kids' heads and turn them into mass murderers. Um, yeah, I think so there's a... Because that's how it works, right? Oh, yeah, you know. I remember yeah. the... What was that uh, school shooting? I don't remember. Columbine. That area. But anyway. Oh, plenty of... But, but yeah, I'm not, we're not saying that's correlated, and it's not. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, that's what started it. I really got into... That That started anime. I will say that I started with anime, uh, not really thinking about what it was. I just liked these shows. I was just like, oh, these are cool. But I wasn't really introduced to the whole world, and I didn't really dive into the larger world until about 2005 when Naruto came out in the States and that was it. Like Naruto was just like, Oh shit, this is, this is, this is, this is something different. For some reason it was different than Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon and Gundam Wing and all the random stuff that they had. I think it um, had to do with that, the age group. Cause Naruto was like, comparatively speaking, I think Naruto was a very young character when he started his journey. I, I guess that's true. Yeah. A lot of these other characters, they were, you know, adults, um, in an adult world, and this was, you know, kind of a child slash a guy coming into a of age in the adult world. And also, I think that I was thinking about this the other night. Um, a lot of the original mangas that I watched or animes, excuse me, they dealt with like kind of like somewhat earthly kind of things. Like even in Dragon Ball, they were based on Earth. Sailor Moon, kind of on Earth. Gundam Wing, even though it was in space, they could still go to planets and could go to Earth. But like. Naruto is all ninjas, like, in a different world, everyone was a ninja, there's no, like, normal human beings, like, everything was, like, wild to me, um, and obviously, you know, there are, like, normal people, but it just, it just seemed like a completely different world, and that was kind of the beauty of anime to me, was just, like, it could transport you to a world, and you could just be enveloped in this story. I will um, say, um, I do think Naruto hit harder to home, because it also didn't have that weird rap intro that One Piece had. <laughs> I don't know why they well, did that. Yeah, I, did, I never really got into One Piece, I will say that, and I'm kind of glad, which we'll talk about. But, um, yeah, so that kind of, you know, solidified me for for anime. After that, I was hooked. I was just, like, looking for other types because what made me interested in Naruto um, led me to find out more about other mangas and animes that led me into the big three, the original big three. Um, 
and really chasing after those and then really just finding a bunch of online you know manga um you know like websites where i could just read everything i needed and wanted um i will say that i didn't realize that as a kid um, i would visit mexico because my family's from there and we would go every year and my family all knew that i was into dragon ball z like i loved it like they would buy me t-shirts like i was your typical like nerd like dragon ball z kid like i loved it um but they actually it was even bigger there i feel like a lot of like hispanic countries are way bigger into uh into anime like they are just like like at least what we are now they were a long time ago when well, it comes to being accepting of anime and stuff like that so dragon ball z was huge there so anytime i went out there my family would actually buy me manga and i didn't realize what it was i, I didn't realize that it was the same source material or it was the source material before the anime I was just like, oh, they're like, they're like books, kind of like when you have a movie, they may make a book visually for you to watch the movie. That's kind of what I thought it was. But I didn't realize that that was that was it. Like they had like these books, and I was like, reading the action, and I remember like reading the Cell Saga, and then I would go home, and then they were releasing the Cell Saga because America was always behind. Oh um, yeah, no. and I I just never realized the connection there, and I had all these manga uh, chapters or uh, volumes from Mexico in Spanish so that was kind of cool when I thought back at it I'm like oh I was reading it even before I realized it so um, and now I read it all digitally um, well and I, I, I this is something I want to talk about one day I don't think since this is our first episode that I really want to go in depth about it but I was having a conversation with a friend about um, uh, and he's a white guy just to be clear but he was commenting on like how come in hip hop like people a lot of people reference like goku and like uh anime characters like that and like goku pops up i'm sure if you listen to some hip-hop songs i don't think it's like any major song on the radio but a lot of the times people like to say like yeah they like to reference you know goku and the stuff he went through and fighting you know for him and i'm like it kind of speaks to you though the arc that that guy goes through like he literally comes back from the dead to like help his friends and he and he's not just doing it um he's not just showing up and like being good he really that's the first story i've ever seen where a guy had to like really work to kind of prove himself and get his powers he had to like really you know training at a hundred times gravity and people are like damn this guy's really going all out and it's just a it's something that speaks to people universally. Yeah, the idea, just the idea that, like, you know, life's hard, stuff, bad stuff happens, unexpected stuff happens, but you got to work. And if you work hard, you know, yeah. good things happen. It's it's It seems silly that we're simplifying it down that much, but, I mean, yeah, it's, that's kind of... Well, the... I think what makes anime, like, so compelling, like, compelling for some people is just that it's not that it's simple. Because, like... I think if you watch TV shows, even if it's like action-based, like your normal like dramas on TV, like it's still at the end of the day like a human being. But like if you watch Dragon Ball, like they're flying, shooting, like, blasting each other. If you watch like you know another example like Gundam Wing, they're fucking robots fighting each other. Like that is just beyond your imagination. And I think it definitely like I, I have a very active imagination. I love imagining things. I love daydreaming. So like it just like it brings that out of me. It's just like I can just imagine all this stuff happening. Like. It's just like reading a book, like it's just like comic books. It's like some people can look at comic books and see the battle unfolding before their eyes, just with still images. And that's how I that's how I felt with 
new manga and then anime did it for me so it was even more like i got into it and it's just like all these things that i've never imagined but could you know that like i can't imagine because they're not possible in the real world they're not possible through manga and anime and cartoons in general i mean that's what makes yeah. cartoons so good well and this and is just kind of an extra transition into the extremes right well, and uh, another thing that I just want to touch on before we get to our next section is that even without the crazy, unrealistic stuff, I think they do touch on subjects that can get you interested in other topics. I mean, we've talked about Haikyuu recently, but I think back to high school, um, you know for a fact that my family's all really big Alabama football fans, and uh, nowadays you know that I'm a, fan, a big football fan as well. But I'm not going to lie, back when I was like a teenager, I didn't get it. I didn't really understand it. I, Both from like a how the game works and also from a why are people so fascinated by this sport. I was more of a baseball guy, which that's a whole other podcast conversation. But anyway, uh, key thing though, like I read a manga called Ice Shield 21, who the guy who does the art for that is the same guy who does the good One Punch Man art. Uh, Yusuke Murata, I believe that's his name. Um, and that story, like, it's silly if you go back and read it now. It's silly. It's not a good representation of the rules. It's completely ridiculous. But it was a fun story that got me into American football. And I was like, you know, that's such a strange thing to say. Like, a Japanese comic book publication is what kind of drew up my interest in the... Uh, you know, in American football. And, I mean, I'm sure there were other factors, but I definitely mark that as a key thing to my understanding of the sport and my yeah, enjoyment like, of it. Kind of like what you were saying with, like, the whole Dragon Ball Z thing. You see a lot of, like, these, like, workout shirts that say, you know, uh, training to be a Saiyan or, you know, training to go Super Saiyan. Like, like they see, they saw these, like, people in Dragon Ball, like, working out and, or, like, training and stuff like that and go into their streams and it kind of inspires you in your everyday life. Uh, kind of like, you know, it changed, it kind of like molded you to be inspired by football, by reading something, you know, football related in a more like relatable way than just being shoved into football, right? Yeah. Um, Well, that was where we were as kids. How about now, Ozzy? I'll let you kind of start this off. Where do you, what is your perspective on manga and anime currently? And I mean, what do you feel about, I guess, your current taste versus what you liked before as far as your stories that you enjoyed in the genre and the, sure. and what do you think about the community itself? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start with one question, which is where, where I'm at now, uh, taste wise and how I've changed. Um, yeah, so obviously since it became such a big part of my life, I kept up with it pretty much, um, very strongly through high school and college um, and now in the real world, after graduating college, I kind of dipped down a little bit. But every now and then I get back into it with, you know, a lot of ferocity. I will say that my my uh, tastes have branched out. And that's mainly because, like, I've met a lot of people. I've, you know, I've gotten recommendations. Um, and honestly, because the world of anime and manga has, has, has been accepted more, right? I mean, I feel like it's become more of a popular thing kind of like geek slash nerd culture has become a popular thing now um this is just another part of it too you know kind of like comic books the whole superhero like people hated like didn't even think about comic books in the 90s and the 80s because comic books were dead 
Um, not that anime and manga were dead, but it's just like there's a revitalization of all those nerd concepts. Well, I think. So, I, just really quick. Um, oh, well, I'll let you finish. I, I'll get I'll get to it when I talk about my section. Go ahead, keep going. Well, I was just saying I've branched out. Um, I mean, I've I've learned to appreciate more like slice of life anime. Um, I do like that. I find those to be my favorite ones. I can't name them off the top of my head because it's been a while. Um, but slice of life, I've actually learned to appreciate certain sports anime. Uh, because I always hated those. For some reason, I just, like, the thought of it, like, I was just like, this is dumb. Like, I think I think it's because I was really into sports growing up, like, real sports. So, like, when I saw this, I'm like, you can't do that in real life. But I know that some of that you can do in real life. So it just didn't really connect to me. So, like, the, the certain animes that I did grow to enjoy that were sports-related were the ones that were pretty accurate and that kind of stayed in, their, in the reality of it and did a good job of appreciating the sport. So, I mean, Haikyuu is one of my favorite current slash animes. I guess it may not be current anymore. I don't know where it's at because I haven't watched it much recently. But I really appreciated that one. And I'm not a big volleyball fan. I like to play volleyball, but not like, you know, huge volleyball fan. You're not like um, following those players or sports. Yeah, I'm not, or... watch, I'm not following players um, like I am with like football because I am a huge like professional football fan. Um, but it was still great. I mean, I, that's one of the animes that I've grown to love. Um, like I said, slice of life, everyday stuff. Um, I'm still a huge action fan. Um, you know, anything like Naruto. I do like the big three. Uh, some of the big three. Like, so the original big three being Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach. I like Naruto and Bleach. I never really liked One Piece that much. Um, and that's the one that continues to drag its dead body um, somehow. And then now... With stuff like My Hero and Black Clover, I really love My Hero. I don't really like Black Clover as much. Um, I never really got into Boruto, Boruto, whatever. Um, but you know, those kind of stereotypes, like stereotypical, like Shonen Jump uh, lead character kind of mangas, are always nice too. Um, so you know, it's just I branched out, and it's good to see a bunch of different ones. I never the the one style I never got into was like the get into a game kind of thing like stored on lot art online that was huge like two or three years ago or like it's been like longer than that now but i never got into that one. but it's crazy to see how like you have stuff like that yeah i mean i also know you're not a big fan of the isekai genre where it's like i was reborn as a slime or a spider oh, I, say, I hate i forgot what the name of that genre is and I, for, I don't really know the name of the genres that's where you come in but i can just tell you i've seen a lot more of like i was reborn as this i'm like this is like i just I don't know. I just I need a more compelling story, and it's just you can become a, a random object. It's not compelling enough to me. To me, again, not compelling enough. <laughs> I do it's like to be compelling to somebody. I do like the idea now that you bring up like being reborn as a random object. It's like I was reborn as a stool in another world. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, you, know. you realize how ridiculous that sounds, right? I know it's it's crazy, but you know, uh, people eat it up. I think it's the power fantasy aspect, uh, but it does. I'll get into that in another podcast if we really want to do a deep dive on isekai. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty to talk about because there's so many different uh, styles. I guess and like it's been embraced by so many people now. Like you're saying, if it gets some people's rocks off, and that's fine. And I, you know, we can talk about it, and I, maybe it'll help me appreciate it. I mean, the key difference for me though is we we keep bringing up Dragon Ball Z. It's probably the most well known one. The difference there is like. You know, you can say it's a cartoon, yada yada. 
Goku actually had to work for his powers. Like, in the Isekai, it's just kind of like, I was reborn, and I'm, like, super powerful now. And it's just like, okay, I guess. It's like, you just give your character everything off the bat. It's, it doesn't drive a yeah, fascinating um, story. I think that's one of, the, like, the tropes that I don't really like when it comes to looking up new uh, manga and anime is the opposite of that. So, like, not seeing any, like any growth in characters and just like power-ups being given to characters and that happens almost in every other series like it, it happens in dragon ball like even like dragon ball super is notorious for having that happen recently uh so everyone's a you know a, a victim of it but there's certain animes and mangas and stories that are just like yeah we, i mean the character's just the best because he's just the best like it's just that way and that i lose interest because of that because i uh, that aspect of like working hard for it like i like to see that well, and again, it feeds into kind of the community. Their biggest popular, you know, their biggest readers are teenage boys who, you yeah. know, they want to have the power fantasy that like, oh, I'm secretly super powerful and I can do whatever I want, yada, yada. But no, I mean, there's got to be, and again, we can talk about this in another episode. There's got to be something else there if you're just going to give your guy all the powers off the bat and make it so he doesn't have sure. to deal with anything. It, like kind of like with One Punch Man, it's like, well, now you got to make it so that he's got to deal with this cheesy bureaucracy associated with the fact because you know he's not going to get challenged from a strength standpoint. So yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Back to you. Um, what? How have you branched out, or where are you at now? Yeah. When I was younger, I was way more into the uh, actiony. Um, kind of anime and you know I don't want to feel bad about myself for this but I was also obviously into some of the etchy harem anime and you know I could I could play it off like it was all about the stories but you know I read Love Hina and that shit I look I look back on that now and I'm like Jesus what was I doing with my life um but yeah you know that's uh that's a whole thing um but yeah, I think nowadays, oddly enough, most of the stories that interest me, um, I've got a few stories that are like action related, but for the most part, I actually prefer kind of the drama based stories where the kind of the story or comedies. Um, I do really like comedies. It's a good, uh, the, the ability to like change expressions and have completely outlandish expressions is very beneficial in yep. anime and manga for comedies, but also the idea that uh, as far as drama goes, I, I like to see that the sh- these shows, this genre is kind of branching out and being more willing to uh, try things that could speak to different uh, audiences. Um, I know we were just talking about isekai. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not... I like some of the isekais, but mostly they're the kind of like, you know, I got to I gotta make a city kind of isekai or the like, I was reborn as a villain. What do I do now? Kind of isekai where it's like, really, it's more about the inner personal drama of the characters than it is with anything. They can't just beat up their way out of it, at least normally. Uh, not to saying that there isn't <laughs> ones out there like that. But yeah, you know, I think... Uh, and we'll talk about it again more so, but one of my favorite ones and one of the popular ones right off the bat uh, this year, or I think maybe it started last year, everything kind of blurs together, Spy X Family, which is 
about uh, a spy who, uh, I guess, marries an assassin and they have a uh, Esper daughter. It's, it's a little more complicated than I'm portraying it because the daughter's adopted and it's kind of like a marriage to like cover up both of their uh, secret lives and they don't really know about it. But anyway, yeah, it's, that's like an interesting story and it's got hints of action, but for the most part, it's more about, you know, them dealing with their day-to-day lives as the fact that they got to cover up the fact that they all have all these secrets that they're hiding from each other. So, so and then also the comedy aspects that are associated with that. So, you know, yeah, it's, uh, I, I can agree on that point. Like, the comedy aspect, it's nice to see that. Because, um, like, a lot of, like, even, like, the adventure ones, uh, or action adventure, have those, like, slices of, like, comedy kind of, like, in there every now and then to, like, break it up and to make you, like, remember. It's, it's a story. It's a, it's a positive story, you know, even though they're going through tribulations and they're, you know, you know, obstacles that they have to overcome there's still times where you know you can laugh and enjoy something you know whether it be an expression whether it be you know an interaction between people um and i think that's a good thing about you know the medium of uh, either manga or anime that you can be a little over the top with those right sometimes it's cool like even in dragon ball and dragon ball z like the original dragon ball like like one of the funniest things was when like um Master Roshi, and then this happens in a lot of like Japanese, uh, I guess based anime manga is that like he would see he would he was a big like perv, so he would like see a naked lady and he would just like shoot blood out of his nose. Nose like that doesn't happen in real life, but it's such an exaggerated thing. It's like hilarious, right? Well, and I also like I guess going back to that Dragon Ball, uh, using that as a particular example, had a good job of like mixing in the people who were kind of like. Oh, this is just a normal person, and then there's all these crazy like psycho people who are like muscle bound. Like I think yeah, like a, d- a dude that's a wolf, like literally a, a dude that's a wolf. That's huge. They're well, not a werewolf, and they're like, okay, yeah, that's a good, that's a dude. Yeah, it's just a normal dude. But I like low key one of my favorite episodes of Dragon Ball Z is the one where they learn to drive cars, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is just completely ridiculous. Why are these people that can fly learning to drive cars? Right. And then just and then you the, forget, it's technically Earth. Like, those are Earthlings around there. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing everyday kind of things. Right? Well, and then just the idea that, you know, you've got basically these superheroes that are in the cars with these, like, driving instructors. And the driving instructors are like, what are you doing? You don't even know the basics. Yeah. Because they don't care. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's the kind of stuff that we're, uh, you know, dealing with. Where we're at, yeah. I will I will say, since we kind of want to touch on that... Um, I, I keep bringing it up. The community, I have mixed feelings about. Cause... Well, yeah, I guess like when you when we talk about outside of the manga and anime, we can talk about the people, right? Like, well, how, how has it changed us? And like, where are we at with the people that introduced us or the people that we're with now along the journey, right? Well, I guess I kind of think of it uh, like the punk scene or maybe the gangster rap scene. Where there's like, there are people who like those types of music and those ways of expressing yourself, but they don't buy 100% all in. And when you run into like a punk who can, who buys 100% into that stuff, it's kind of scary. Like, um, 
And the same way for people who like manga and anime, when they go all in, it's scary, but in a different way, you're kind of like, what? You know, I think it's become a trend now that I've seen at some of these conventions where they wear those like O-Face shirts. And I'm like, why would you do that? It's like, you're just basically like, it's just a bad look all around. I don't see the benefit of it, but um, people like to really buy into the idea, I guess. And Fair enough. I, I, I don't, you know, I try not to judge other people because I'm sure they got their own reasons for doing what they do. But I feel like there is kind of a fine line that people draw. And I do think that the community draws up, uh, gives excuses to people to do questionable things. I mean, I talked about how I read Love Hina as a kid. And I read that when I was a kid because, you know, I'm a kid, I was into that kind of stuff, and, you know, that's just what it is. But I don't go around, like, yeah, I don't go around wearing, you know, a shirt with a half-naked anime girl on it. That would be kind of weird. I don't buy body pillows and then, like, show it off to people. That's really yeah. weird. I guess when it comes down to it, um, I mean, I was thinking about this, like, what, you know, the community, because, I, I mean, I am part of the community. I... I go to conventions, I have friends who are into anime, I keep up with it as much as I can and as much as I have time for, um, you know, I purchase things from it, you know, I've bought every single Dragon Ball Z game that could be possible and I'm still a huge Pokemon fan, you know, we can argue whether that's anime or manga, um, but it's just, I think it's just like any other community and, and, and the biggest thing is it's in any other community that is worldwide and that is passionate i think that's what that's the difference between this community is that it's so passionate that you have situations like that where people just get so enveloped by it and they may take it a little bit further than what we would do right you would just read a drama and be like this is cool some people would fight you if you insult their waifu right it's yeah. just, it's just, it's, and i think it has a bad connotation because it's it's, it's a very geeky thing, so just like any other thing that's geeky, uh, whether it be video games or, you know, uh, pop culture, you know, comic books, like, if there's someone who was just enveloped by it and it's just out of the norm to some people, they see it as weird and strange. And, I mean, I, I try not to judge either, um, but I still think it's, it's just passion. I just think people really enjoy it, and that just goes to show how good of a, of a thing it is. It's not... You know, something that's just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. No, it's something that people love. It's something that people, like, really get into. I go to these conventions, and it just blows my mind how, how much knowledge certain people have of, like, one series. Or, you know, they know every single, like, date. They know, like, every character's birthday. They know, like, every single piece of data that you can think of. And, yeah, sure, some of them will go into, like, oh, yeah, I know her bus size. Whatever. I mean, it's just more, more information for you to absorb. And I can appreciate that people get that passionate about it. and um i think as a whole if you look outside that the community is still very um welcoming i think as, as far as all the people that i've met through through you know reading and watching um if, if you bring something up anime related or manga like people like light up they're like oh really like and i think it's so cool like we had this situation the other day where um what's his name the the player for uh Georgia Tech, uh, the college yeah, uh, Moses basketball Wright. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moses, yeah, he came out and he was like, oh, yeah, I feel like, who did he see, who did he reference? Did he hear, did he so reference I, I think, I think the, uh, the commentator on the thing 
because this is for ESPN, and of course they're like a, uh, you know, they're a Disney affiliate. So like the guy was like, "Do you have a superhero that you want to channel out there on the floor for the ACC championship?" And uh, I think he was expecting, you know, like a Captain America or like a Disney answer, like one of those movies. Yeah. And he yeah. Moses Wright comes out and is like. No, I want to channel Asta from Black Clover. I don't know if you oh, read Asta, Black Clover. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, I want to... Yeah, he's a very, like, energized, like, hey, like, you know, like, get out there and, you know, get fired up kind of character. Well, right? I, I, think, I think Moses's like, terms were he basically said he wanted to bring out the best in his teammates, and that's something that Asta yeah. does. And, you know, I don't... I don't really know that I necessarily agree with the taste as far as Black Clover goes and as far as everybody feels about it. But yeah, I think uh, if that's what he wanted to channel, that is the right char- that is one of the right characters to choose for that. So yeah, because he's got the energy and he brings out the best in his teammates. So yeah. Yeah, but when you hear stuff like that, they're kind of like, oh man, that's so cool. Like, I think that's, that's how the community is. Anytime they're like, oh, you know, I think um, like the punk scene sometimes like just to use that example i feel like the punk scene and i've seen this in the metal scene as well because i'm I, I really like metal i feel like there's a lot more gatekeeping in that kind of in, that, in those scenes where it's like oh you, you're not authentic like you don't you listen to like pop punk you don't listen to real punk right because there's it's so such a large genre but i think when it comes to this kind of community even if you're slightly into it like it brings out like like oh you like this like let me let me tell you about this like, yeah I think I think I, it's I think there's less gatekeeping and it's more welcoming and that's I think that's what made it so cool for me I, I think this is definitely a community that people want to share and they want to see people yeah. involved with because I think you know there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable stuff associated with it I mean Love Hina is not the biggest one there's a whole lot of questionable stuff which we might one day get into it. Uh, but you know, I think people get, like you said, this is something that they want to share because they know it's like, this is really big. It had an impact on my life. We talked about the impact it had on our lives. We want to share that experience with other people. So if somebody comes out and says like, oh yeah, I was a big fan of this and then be like, yeah, we're, uh, yeah. Well, if you like that, you should check out this other thing. So, you know, that's, uh, I, I get where it's coming from. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Uh definitely a like i said a welcoming group and i guess speaking of recommendations um so we can go into our next section which talks about what is what are the popular stuff going on right now where are we at in the current world of manga um so and i guess i guess, a good, I guess we can stick to manga on this one because anime is kind of all over the place well i mean there's a lot of good anime coming out in the future but yeah you're we're already kind of going into the next season, so it might be better to wait a few weeks so we can kind of tell what's coming up next. For manga, though, it's pretty consistent. Um, we talked about, uh, you know, the big three. Bleach is no longer kind of a thing, although... Um, Those are the original big three, I think. Yeah. Everyone the, the, the current big three is probably Black Clover, One Piece, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Maybe My Hero. I actually don't know. Which one do you think is up? My Hero is probably above Jujutsu. I think Jujutsu. it's My Hero. I think it's My Hero. I think Jujutsu Kaisen has got a lot of popularity and it's definitely coming up, but it's not. I think it's not in the same realm of the like kind of generic popularity that My well, Hero 
past. The other um, thing, the other thing about jujitsu is that they've kind of already decided that they're going to end it. So my hero is also, I know, in its final arc. But yeah, jujitsu had a short lifespan where it was like most of these go. I mean, One Piece is on a thousand chapters, but most of these go like. Well, let's, let's yeah, let's not compare them to One Piece, okay? Like people, One Piece is somehow still very popular, and I just I just can't get behind it, and especially because like one of my main like dislikes of manga is just when not knowing when to quit, and I think they have suffered from that for a long time. Well, I think the. The Oda, the guy who's writing the story, I think he definitely has a vision in mind, and I think he knows where he wants to end it. And he's talked about this a lot. I think they are kind of wrapping towards that. But, uh, yeah, I think the big problem with One Piece at this point is it's just too late to get into it because people are going to want to start at the beginning. But like we said, it's got literally over a thousand chapters. So you're kind of like, where do I, it feels like climbing a mountain to try and get into that story at this point. And then also, you know, if you're just not that into it or if there's other stories that are similar, it'd just be easier to get into those. Yeah, there was a lot of similar stories. And honestly, it wasn't, I mean, it was fun for a while because I, I read it like years ago, like years before it was in the, the 700, 600. So it wasn't like a daunting task. And I'm pretty sure I caught up. And I was reading it week to week, but it just it didn't it didn't keep with me. And then it just never seemed like they were heading towards a finale. Because at the same time, the problem with One Piece, not really a problem, it's just the way it's made, is they, they told you from the very beginning what the end goal was. It's finding One Piece. Spoilers. Like that, that's yeah, the goal. I, I think it was for Luffy. I think it was well, for yeah, Luffy to become King of the Pirates. Well, yeah, sorry. I mean, I think that's that's, you know... That's the natural succession of, you know, he would find it kind of on, along the way become the King of Pirates. Um, but this is a, an anime, I mean, a series where it's about the journey, not about the ending, right? Um, well, definitely yeah. Like, it's all about it because it's about the, you know, the adventure. It's, it's an, it is a huge, I mean, they're pirates. It's, it's always about the adventure. It's about the adventure, it's about the relationships, which can be said about a lot of them, but um, it just seems like, it, for me, it just seemed like they never really knew where they were heading with it um so that's kind of why i dropped it yeah i mean i guess that's the thing is it just kind of dragged uh, on and on and on and like i said yeah. it became even just to get a plot summary uh is a daunting task at this point it's there's so much yeah. going on in that story um but, but anyway let's uh, go back the to other, what's going on now but the, yes one piece is still going on so the other ones that we talked about, Black Clover, which is the story yeah. of magicians, except the main character, Asta, cannot use magic. So he gains magic nullification, and then it's basically his story about how he's kind of trying to become, I forget, is it the king mage or something? Something like that. Yeah, king mage, yeah. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> the exact term. He's trying to become like the super... Like the premier, he's trying to become Hokage, and he's trying to make sure his best friend doesn't go to the evil side. And then there's this girl that they kind of both like, and it's a triangle. And then, yeah, so he's Hokage. Okay, so it's Naruto. Yeah, thanks, man. I I got a huge Naruto thing, but uh, yeah. So no, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, uh, Black Clover was just. Here's my problem with Black Clover. Black Clover is just super generic story yeah i mean you're gonna hear this a lot about especially the most popular ones where it's like so and so wants to become the biggest hero or the most powerful mage or the king of the pirates and then it's about his journey 
Um, Black Clover is just kind of the epitome of like generic, you know, I want to be the biggest, most powerful mage and here's my story. Uh, it really covers all the base shonen tropes. I don't really have a problem with the story, I, I, but I can see why it's divisive because people are like, this is just the most generic thing on the planet. Um, yeah, I will say what, what did get me interested in it was the magic aspect. It's kind of cool. Like magic, anime, manga, um, I feel like, um, is, is, I don't know. It's like it adds another aspect to it because uh, I feel like sometimes it's, it's sparsely used, uh, sparingly used, uh, but whenever they really get into it, like like a lot, like this 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 uh, this series and like I think Jujutsu Kaisen gets, kind of gets into it, it's really cool to see that. Um, and so I do like the magic aspect to it, how everyone kind of has their own unique abilities. Um, and that got me into it. But what did kinda, I did drop it because it was very generic, like you said. Uh, the next one up is My Hero Academia, which, again, the story is essentially uh, Deku Sprout wants Deku Scrub wants to be the king of the heroes, like ultimate <laughs> ultimate hero all might. Um, but he doesn't have any. But he doesn't. But he doesn't have any powers until he's given the powers by All Might. It, it's. I don't want to get into too many spoilers because then it gets all confusing. But basically, he gets. Yeah, is- he he finds the way to get the powers, uh, and now it's about his journey of trying to become like the super superhero to be all superheroes. Yeah. So it's essentially a superhero uh, manga. This is essentially very much inspired by the comics of the United States. Um, it's funny because you look back at it, there's a couple of like panels in the chapters and many chapters early on where they'll show like the silhouettes of like heroes. They'll like mention heroes because um, the world is set in. I mean, the story is set in a world where heroes are like a professional business. So like you sign up, you're a hero if you have a power, and like. It's not just like one hero like Superman. It's like there's thousands of heroes. But they show like these silhouettes of all these different superheroes. And like you see like a Spider-Man looking superhero. And so like it's just funny how much they tie it back to I um, think there's two American comics. I think there's two. um, So it's got a spinoff called My Hero uh, Vigilantes. Yep, Vigilantes. um, I do like that the two joke characters in that story are literally Wolverine and Cyclops. And I'm yeah, just like, so yeah. it's just like, it's cool to see that because obviously he was, the, the, the author was definitely inspired by comics. And I think that's what makes it so good for people. And that's why I think it's one of the big three because it does, it goes the extra mile that I don't think Black Clover does where it allows you to get attached to different people. Cause I think that's my, that's what, that's why I appreciated it is because it had like ten different like main characters for a while, and it still has like three different main characters. And I'm talking main characters, not just like oh yeah, like well, the main guy it. has like two friends who we follow. Yeah. But no, I mean we, like everyone kind of inter- intertwines, and they're all important to the story. And it definitely allows you to get a little bit more involved. So that's what makes it good in my opinion. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is actually one of the the first one where we don't have a guy trying to be the supreme exorcist. Or yeah, just... no, like I recently started, and it was just crazy how he's just like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just want to like save people. Yeah, to, like well, you know, be it, a better person to you know. Well, and I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's basically a kid eats a part of a demon, huh. which causes the demon to be in him. So now he's got all these exorcists trying to kill him, but he's also 
trying to help people. Uh, I'm oversimplifying, but yeah, that's the vague. Oh yeah, it's very oversimplified, but it's pretty cool. I I, I recently picked it up, and it's actually uh, a pretty cool story so far. And it's another one of those magic ones, so it's cool to see the different uh, uh, magic styles. So the other ones that are currently out, there is the Elusive Samurai, which is by the same guy who did Assass- by Assassination Classroom. And oh, that one is basically about a samurai whose only skill is running away. Uh, I started it, started it, haven't really, was not able to really get into it, but we might cover it more one day. Um, there's a comedy... A manga called Maguchan, God of Destruction, which is about like a squid-like monster gets summoned by a girl, and it turns out to be like an eldritch abomination. There's a lot there to unpack. Nice. Uh, there's one called Mission y- Yozakura Family, which is about you know a family of assassins, and this guy wants to. Uh, protect his uh, girlfriend, essentially, so he gets kind of inducted into the family. Uh, Sakamoto Days, which is about a retired assassin. People keep coming to kill him. Undead Unluck, it's about an incredibly unlucky girl who is paired with a zombie who cannot die. Uh, (laughs) That one's... Nice. So it started out as a comedy, but that one's actually become a pretty fascinating action manga. Uh, There's also uh, Mashley... Uh, Muscles and Magic, which is essentially a guy who can't use magic, but is essentially, uh, for those of you familiar with One Punch Man, he's just so strong that he can do pretty much anything. And he's trying he's trying to succeed within this magic academy while not being able to do any magic. Um, Hard-boiled Cop and Dolphin, which is about a cop paired up with a dolphin as a, uh, yeah, which is like a buddy cop comedy, or at least that's what it started as. Uh, Spy X. We have Dr. Stone. I did not see that. Uh, I think it's on... No, it's still on. It's still going. You gotta gotta scroll all the way to the right. I'm not sure if it's on... Yeah, I was actually surprised. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's on hiatus. I mean, it's other there with Hunter X Hunter. Um, And then the other one is... uh, and then if you get into Jump Plus, which is the non... Well, I think it's either weekly or semi-weekly. I don't know. Then you've got stories like uh, Tis Time for Torture Princess, which is a comedy about torturing the princess of a kingdom uh, to get information from her. But the methods of torture they use are... Like, to give you an idea, they're like, Oh, I'm making this, I'm making this delicious food. It'd be a shame if we ate it without you. Like, you know, kind of stuff like that. So that's a pretty... I actually like that one. It's kind of adorable. Uh, Spy X Family. Um, there's all kinds of... There's a lot of... <laughs> we get we get spend days going over all this shit. But yeah, that, I think those are the main ones. Sure. Monster 8. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, man. There's there's a ton. It's, it's kind of crazy. I like how, I like the diversity, right? I mean, you, you're talking about how there's a cop with a fucking dolphin. You know, there's obviously your magic stuff, your action stuff. There's obviously, like, the slice-of-life stuff, uh, you know, there's obviously the supernatural stuff, and it's, so you get, like, everything, really, when you think about it. Um, if you have a specific taste, and you're kind of interested in anime and manga, you can find it. I guarantee you'll find it. Yeah, the only ones that are oddly absent, at least in the main, uh, I don't see any harem 
manga, which is oddly kind of strange. Uh, usually there's at least one, but you know. Uh, oh, there there is one actually. I forgot. Okay, the the person who does Two Love Rue has got one has got his own Exorcist manga called Ayakashi Triangle. I forgot about that one. All right. Nice. So anyway, all that out of the way. So those are kind of the current stories out there. Um, I do like the diversity. I think the neat thing about the manga now is before there was kind of like a. Uh, I guess like a without a Western mentality to it of like, let's keep the story going and milk it for as long as possible. Uh, now, a lot of these stories that we've talked about, like are on their final kind of story. I mean, we talked about Jujutsu Kaisen is on its last arc. Um, it should be finishing up this year. I think Boruto is finishing up at some point, although I can't keep track of when. I mean, a lot of these guys have kind of decided that they're going to tell their story, they're going to wrap it up, and then that's going to be it. So instead of going like a thousand chapters, I, that's what I kind of find interesting. Instead of just yeah. continuing to milk it, they really try to like wrap it up. Um, and honestly, I, li- I like when I can take breaks from uh, manga, and specifically manga, and come back and see that there's a new like story that's complete. Like I honestly do, like some of my favorite ones are the shorter ones. Like, I don't want to get too, like, tied in for something that's super long. Like, I think sometimes when you can tell a story and be concise and have enough action or have enough storytelling, I think that's better, in my opinion. Um, And I think that helps me appreciate the characters and the plot better. Well, I think that's actually, like, a big plot point in Bakuman. Uh, No, no, sorry, Bakugan. I hate that they all have the same, basically the same name. But anyway... Yeah, uh, I think Bakugan, if I'm get, is it Bakuman or Bak... I can't remember. The one by the same guy who wrote Death Note that's about them, like, doing a manga, where that's, like, a real plot point um, where the guy has... One of the characters has a very successful manga and is a very talented artist, and he's like, I want one, I want one thing and one thing only. I want to be able to end my story... Uh, when I want to end it, because I don't want to drag this, I don't want y'all milking this and have me ruin sure. the story because of that. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, it's, I think that's a real thing. Uh, yeah, not well, and you see other stories kind of suffering from it. Boruto is basically them dragging out Naruto. Uh, yeah, Dragon Dragon Ball Super is now getting dragged out. You know, yep, it's getting dragged out, and sometimes it can, you know, you know, worsen the quality. Um, but, you know, it just really depends. Some people still love it, and that's fine. I mean, I still watch Super. I tried to get into Boruto, couldn't. But, you know, it, it's hit or miss, but it obviously makes money. So, you can't fault them for that. So, it looks like we're going to run a little long on our on our first uh, episode. Well, I this did... is kind of an introduction thing. I think, like, the actual part of our stuff is about yeah. to start. So, it, yeah. you know, it won't be too long, but, you know, we'll usually review something and that now we can get on to the review now that we kind of got our introduction yeah i think i think i think we'll get it more refined but uh with that said speaking of stories coming to an end uh attack on titan which was a big phenomenon like i don't really remember exactly when it came out i just remember it being a really big deal Um, yeah and and, and forewarning this is we're probably gonna have it's gonna have spoilers so if you are not caught up to the very most recent chapter that came out last month, and this this would be March of 2021, you need to stop here. Because we're going to ruin it for you, 
we're going to go over it. There's... So if you're caught up, continue. But if you're not, stop here and then maybe come back later. Just letting you know. And I, I think there's only one real chapter left at this point, and it's probably going to be the epilogue anyway. So, yeah, I mean... it seems like it's the epilogue. But, so... I mean, I know people take it seriously, and some people, you know, maybe started it or maybe are watching the anime because the anime is not a caught up with the manga. And I don't want you to be like, oh, yeah, I'm watching the anime. You listen to this, and it's like, oh, my gosh, what happened? So, spoilers for the manga. Yeah, fair Just enough. Just let you know. So, I do want to, I think, to start off, if you're if you're not familiar and you're still listening, basically Attack on Titan is kind of, is the story of uh, giant humanoids attacking tinier humanoids without getting too complicated. There are titans or giants who basically attack and eat uh, humans. And the main characters are kind of dealing with this tragedy where a bunch of them break through the wall of their city and then attack them, eat their parents, you know. All the not fun stuff you don't want to happen. Yeah, it's pretty uh, much kind of started out as kind of like a horror story where like they live in this world and they're trying to survive. That's pretty much what it was. Well, I think if I had to give a vague summary for someone totally unfamiliar with the story, uh, imagine a generic zombie story. Well, generic, probably not fair, but imagine a zombie story and then replace zombies with, like, 50-foot-tall giant humans. Giant human zombies that eat other humans. Yeah, it's... that's, That's basically what you're looking at, you know. So... So I think and the story does get more interesting and it gets more convoluted. I promise you, there's a lot more to it. Well, I mean, I think though that you can kind of get a good feel of. I think that's at the same time exactly what people liked about it because the idea was absurd and ridiculous. I mean, just hearing that is absurd and ridiculous, but it has the same nuances of a zombie story, which is essentially, sure. yeah. which is Never essentially, really thought about it. Um, you know the. At the end of the day, it starts out looking like the giants are the real kind of threat. But then as time goes on, you realize, no, the real threat is the other people and their conflicting, you know, policies. Although now that we're kind of getting into, again, spoilers, the story started going off the rails in some of the uh, more recent arcs. I think that they're covering in the anime now. Uh, Do you... Do you want to kind of cover uh, yeah, your I mean, thoughts? I, can... yeah, I mean, so... we've got uh, spinal centipedes. We got the world being brought to extension. We got Nazis. You know, all the fun stuff. Uh, go ahead. So and definitely, definitely. So like, I think the beginning of it, the first like arc of it, was the introduction of Titans and just how the world and their world dealt with it. Because you were introduced to the small area, this country that was surrounded by like large gates and just kind of kept themselves away from the titans um so that story was very compelling to me because it was a a survival story like a zombie story and i never really thought of it like that and you're right it is very zombie like you know because in zombie movies it's brutal like people get eaten and it happens in this like it i think that's what people were drawn to was how brutal it could be at times like you would go from oh yeah we're having a picnic oh shit there's a titan and all of a sudden your mom just gets thrown into a mouth and chomped on like that quickly and um well, but after after they ended up kind of dealing with the monsters that were kind of in their general area and kind of trying to figure out what is going on 
they decided to start branching out outside the, outside the walls, and that's when it all blew up, where they realized there's a bigger world, Titans are more than just these creatures, they're actually humans, they're created by something else, which we'll get into this mass, this centipede thing, and it actually goes back to like how different powers slash countries controlled Titans, and even went to the extent of genocide to be able to continue controlling Titans. So it got very, very convoluted and complicated. Um, I think, like, the topics of, like, genocide and, like, government rule and um, stuff like that was actually pretty intriguing. I did like the way they attacked those. Uh, I get it. Um, but I, I wasn't, I mean, I think the biggest thing that threw me for a loop and really just I kind of gave up on was when they really tried to explain the Titans and the different Titans and the powers of the Titans and how like you could survive the Titans and how it originated and how you ate someone's spine to become a Titan like it was like it just it just felt like an asshole half the time um, I think so I guess I'm gonna try my best to go through the story honestly I got my I was gonna reread most of uh, the story today, but I got my COVID vaccine and I've been in and out of uh, my second shot for the COVID vaccine. I've been in and out of uh, bed dealing with that. So I didn't get as much of a recollection as I thought I would, but I have kind of gone over the plot summary. Um, I do kind of want to start back, at least from what I can tell, from where they start getting off the island Right. That's when things are going crazy. So essentially, it turns out that the Titans are like a genealogical thing. They're like the they're a race called the Eldians that have kind of inherited this uh, from one of their ancestors, and this ability to essentially turn into Titans. Uh, as a reaction and there's like a titan that can control it the emperor titan because there's always like a king whatever there's a king ninja there's a king pirate there's a king titan uh, so and essentially then the story becomes um a eldian which were the people that are on the original island in the original city versus marleyan which are kind of like I said Nazis. They're more like Nazi stand-ins, but they're basically Nazis. And well, they—I mean—they were oppressed to begin with. So it's, it's kind of when you get into the story. Like I think every like the Marlians and the Eldians, they were each kind of Nazis. Honestly, I think yeah. everyone ends up being a Nazi at some point in this in this manga. In this manga, so it kind of blew my mind. By the end of it, everyone was somewhat, in a way, a Nazi. Yeah, I just don't. And maybe it's because I got more ties to the Jewish side, but like the vivid imagery that they use for those guys, it's like, Jesus. Uh, it, it was really hard for me to sympathize with the Marleyans. And I know the, the, and I guess this is now we're getting into like the different sides of the thing. Essentially, the main character decides he's going to wipe out all of humanity. I don't, I don't remember his exact reasoning, but it basically. Like, he gets the King Titan power um, through a bunch of convoluted means, yada, yada, yada. Um, and basically, there's, like, two... There's a couple of brands of ideas and thoughts. There's, like, the people that are, like... 
Zeke, which is the main character's brother, uh, is essentially is essentially like we just need to sterilize ourselves and get rid of the Titans once and for all. Which I kind of was like, okay, so I mean, I get that we put the Nazis in a bad spot, but then your solution is basically we just need to wipe ourselves out and that'll fix everything. I don't, I don't, and I didn't like that. And then uh, Aaron, who is like the main character kind of leads an attack on those guys, but then eventually gets turned on by his own people. So he decides that he's just going to wipe out all of humanity, which seemed a bit extreme. Well, I don't know I, that, if... Those were the chapters I reread recently. Yeah, and, go for it. Um, his, his, like, his dissension into what is essentially, you know, a madman was, was pretty intense because um, I think they did a good job of it. Um, because he he had this uh, from the beginning he had the titan power slash the the burden of knowing about titans thrust upon him because his dad was like very much involved with titans like studying them and understanding them and even like knowing the truth about them well and so he he, could, he couldn't escape his reality that he had to do something well and also um, and they kind of touch on this too. He's got the attack Titan power, which is kind of a misleading name, I guess, probably because of a translation thing. I don't know. Cause you hear attack and you're like offensive. Like, no, the real ability of the attack Titan is it can see the future and the past. And I'm like, Whoa, now we're getting, now we're getting into some Dune shit. <laughs> like this is pretty. See, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like when they got into like the powers of each one and like, power of like the Eldians, it just got a little convoluted, but essentially he figured out that it was his duty to kind of like deal with the powers at bay, which was the Eldians and the Marleans and the Titans and people who wanted to control them and then by the end of it he realized like, you know, I can't just like, you know, destroy one person and destroy this and that. I can't save everyone, but I can save the people that are most dearest to me, which were the people from his small island, the people from his world. And so he said, everyone else is a villain if you want to stop me. Like, you're going to be punished because at, at some point, like, every other faction was like, you know, you're a bad guy. No, you're a bad guy. No, you're a bad guy. You've got Titans. So, you know, Aaron had the, the opportunity to gain all the power by becoming this master titan by kind of like the way he did it was he had two titans and he was able to um like not combine but like work together with zeke because he was technically a royal family member and yeah. when they kind of came together that caused aaron to be able to gain the power of the i guess like the master titan or whatever i don't know the names but he essentially brought it on to himself and say hey if you know no one's going to hurt my friends, my family. If you, you know, want to, you can fight me, but I'm going to just destroy everyone else. Like, well, literally destroy them. And I will say the last couple chapters with the rumbling, is what it's called, is absolutely intense. Like, it's it's so... It, that, that's the brutalness that made me appreciate this story. It was just, like, he summons, like, hundreds of titans, the, like, skyscraper high titans, and they just walk in unison across the earth stepping on people like literally just stepping on people like and you can see them like getting smushed underneath their feet it was just so fucking visceral it's great well and apparently like he's able to reincarnate 
like older versions of like the powered titans so like he's even yep, got I like saw that too. he's even got like a jaw titan and like a crystal titan yeah, yeah so the guy he's is, pretty much become a god of titans right i mean he could literally like he knows the future knows the past he can create titans like you're saying he can command titans apparently he could not even die because the he like he was like almost killed before he became the master titan and he like apparently like his spine like just came out of his body and then became the titans it's, it's crazy well you gotta kill the yeah you gotta kill the spinal centipede thing to kill the titan this but is yeah, like that, that that's was, like that was another thing that just came out of nowhere where they're just like yeah like when he became the master titan some like bug attached to him and became part of his spine and i was like what the fuck are you talking about and then like they go into a story about how like life originated from like the origins of the origins of life were some kind of bug and then that's what originally was infected or became part of ymir which is the original titan and then it was passed on from there as the eldians the bat the the story of ymir ymir or whatever yeah um, and i mean the prob the problem is it's just like for me at least is i i don't like the idea that it went really hard in the paint with basically being everyone's a dick bag and we and every one of these people deserves to be punishment punished and i feel like this ending is setting up for a very similar ending to spoilers for another anime uh code Geass. so i'm gonna give you three seconds one two three spoilers spoilers Okay, so anyway, for Code Geass in the end, where basically the main character sacrifices himself to unite humanity against a, like, single enemy, and then when he dies, it kind of, like, at least for a moment, causes peace throughout the world, because, you know, the unified enemy of everyone is now dead, so... And I feel like that's kind of what this is setting up for, is now that Eren basically used his titan power to cause all this terrible damage to the world and now that he's kind of gonna die it makes it easier for uh, human it makes it easier for humans to kind of like unite against him and now be like okay we're gonna rebuild because this was something terrible but we killed the enemy of humanity so now everything's fixed so, well, yeah, and they covered that in one of the chapters. I did like that aspect. You know, their friends were like, why is he doing this? You know, they're not just like, oh, we have to beat our friend. Because he essentially betrayed his betrayed all of his fam- his friends. He doesn't have family anymore. But his friends and said, you know what, fuck you. I'm getting this power, and then I'm going to do whatever I want. My ideas, I'm not going to listen to you guys. Um, ultimately, he is kind of doing it for them, because he said that he wants to, if he can't protect his friends, then everyone else can die. But... Their friends are like, you can't do this. this. is obviously crazy. You're not going to kill everyone because they're trying to kill us, right? Um, but they did go over. They're like, hey, you know, do, do you think he's trying to get everyone to like face against him? And he did say that that's not what he was going to do. That's not what he hasn't planned. But they're still kind of like, oh, you know, I, I think that's what he wants. They want someone to somewhat unify. I don't think they're going to unify in beating him. It looks like. Really, it's just his friends that are going to beat him. Everyone else is just sitting in terror. But at least they're unified in terror. They're like, hey, we're not fucking with the Titans anymore. We're done. Like, we're done. Because they even had a a chapter two where everyone's like, 
I don't want to deal with, you know, like you're the bad guy, I'm the bad guy, we did terrible things, we're done. I never like they were so scared out of their minds that they came to a realization like I'm never going to be evil to Eldians slash Morlians ever again. I'm sorry. I realize that the Titan power is god awful. We need to not mess with it. Um, and I mean, I think that's what he wanted to do, and I think he's that's what he's going to do. And I mean, I guess because I mean, he's we you know we don't know what happens yet, but he is scaring the living dog shit out of everyone to the point where they're just like, we don't want to do this. Anymore. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just that he lost his mind or if this really is something that he planned out. I mean, again, I I just feel like. And maybe this is just my take. I think it's kind of cliche now, and I don't like the idea of, like, we can be, everybody can be happy, we just need to get over the dumb, you know, evil Titan thing, you know, because that's just not the way the world works. I think it would have made, maybe this speaks to my darker personality, but yeah, I think it would have made more sense if they just, like, wiped out uh, the Nazi people and they were like, won't this just continue the endless cycle and they'll just be yeah, like, yeah, but that's, that's what we that's what we do. Um, but I yeah, there's got to be a wrap up of that stuff, right? And I think the author, the writer slash author said that he's not going for a happy ending, and I, I can appreciate that. I love realistic endings, or at least endings that don't just say, "Oh, everything's better now." So I think he's going for a very somber ending where you know things are going to be kind of fucked. And I, I mean. mean both? Ultimately, ultimately, there's going. It's going to get better, but he may he may not cover that, you know. And I so, still kind of like that aspect. So the other question I had, and I just didn't really get an answer to this. So like when they put up, this is like I'm not even gonna try and explain this. It would take too long. But yeah, in the story, when they put up, when the like old king put up the titans in the walls and was like, "Leave us alone, or I'm gonna unleash all these titans." Did he have reason for doing that, or was he just kind of like? This is what I'm doing now. I don't really understand what his rationale was because the Marlians went out and conquered like everybody, and he kind of, probably could have just kept things going. He just decided he wanted to isolate the everybody. I don't really, I didn't really get the that part. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, uh, I think it's. I think it was part of the uh, the secret where he like brainwashed everyone to not know about the Titans. Um, I think it was like, hey, we're going to separate from everyone else. And they created the wall with Titans because he had that ability to, like, create, like... Yeah, he could like, to, like, com- to, like, create, command like, Titans, rock. essentially. Yeah. yeah, he could, like, make them into hardened, like, crystal or whatever. He turned him into a, a wall and separated himself from everyone else because he contro- he was able to control everyone except a certain two different species or race. And they were, like, Asian-based, like the Asians... And the Ackerman family. So he, he just said, decided that he didn't want to like rule the world anymore. I guess. I yeah, know. I guess he said he, he got to a point because the the Titans were split up by then. He didn't. Have, I don't think they had all the Titans in their power anymore. He just said, "Hey, we're going to. I'm going to keep controlling the people I can, and I'm going to keep take it keep it away from the rest of you guys. And I'm going to make my own little world where I can." Keep controlling them, keep brainwashing them to believe that we're just on our own. So I think the walls, to hide the Titans, I mean, I don't know if he hid them, he just kind of used them to make the walls, right? Okay. Eh. Yeah. I guess I could understand that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was just a weird story when it came to, like, oh, yeah, like, because, like, the, the Titans were originally with the Eldians, then they went to the Marlians, then they were split, 
and then now they're going back and forth and now it's just like there's so many different factions so it got a little bit crazy well and that's kind of where my thought is with the story is up to a certain point it kind of rode the rule of cool and but once the instinct stopped being about you know survival because that was very much what the first part of the story was about was just them surviving and getting vengeance and kind of that stuff once it became more complicated than that i don't know that the writer really had a good understanding of like character motivation because it seemed like some of these guys just lost their mind and maybe that's what he's going for um and then sometimes but i'd like it seemed like a lot of characters would just do random things for no for very strange reasons uh, well, I guess I guess there is the aspect of losing your mind because I mean they're in constant and, that, and this is a, a reason why I wasn't a huge fan because it is just constant depression. I mean they're dealing with death every day. I don't think they get a chance to mourn. They don't know what's going on. They're getting attacked from all sides. These like massive creatures which are hard to fight are just so overpowering. Like like it's gonna drive you crazy. I did also like the I did like the ideas of what he was going for where the Eldians that had been under Marley rule for so long had just kind of been brainwashed into being like subservient essentially. It was, that was like, yeah. that was really heavy and that was, yeah, no, it blew my mind whenever, cause that was when they started going out into the other world and it blew my mind when they're like, Hey, there's another world and everyone's been brainwashed. And it's just like, Holy shit, this is what? It was, it was really, like, there's a lot going on there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, overall, I like the story. I just feel like it took some questionable turns, uh, especially at the end where I think the writer didn't even know what he wanted. I think the writer was like, we kind of have to wrap this up with a, you know, the world needs to be saved kind of storyline, which... Seems to happen a lot, but I don't know. I was hoping for a more creative and kind of unique ending, something that wasn't just we're gonna, you know, somebody Aaron loses his mind and decides to wipe out all of humanity. Like, yeah, I was like, that's that's kind of a cheap kind of like thing to pull. But. It was, it was, it, it did seem like a very quick kind of thing, but I did like, I did like that aspect of it. I did like that Aaron kind of became the 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 villain of his own because i mean he the way he started out he was a very like loving appreciative person of his friends and he like wanted to protect them at all cost and i think that's what became his downfall right he he wanted to protect them so much that he wouldn't let the rest of the world live for it right like you you wanted to kill us because we and, and they had this discussion um not with aaron but his friends with like the other people um the other faction they're like hey we were just protecting ourselves like we just wanted to live we didn't want to kill people and they're like, yeah. oh, well we wanted to kill you because you know the titans and they just they they never really communicated and because of that you know his his passion to protect his friends ended up being his downfall and he i don't i don't know if he went insane or if he just if he's planned all this or whatever but either way you know, I did like that aspect of him just kind of descending because there was this whole arc where he was just kind of like gloomy and like very pensive. He wasn't like the his original self, and I was just like, "What the hell happened to this dude?" 
And then now that I caught up to the end, it's just like he's he's gone. It's a completely different character, and yeah. I, I do like that. It's kind of like the Darth Vader aspect, where you go from the little boy Annie to Darth Vader, and that's cool. I do like that, and I do think the growth was interesting. I think spoilers again this time for a non-manga. Uh, spoilers for Dune in three, two, one. I think Dune did it better because I don't want to. I don't want to make this weird, but Dune has a lot of the same tropes as this story. It's got a main character who channels the powers of a god, who can see the future, and is like, I don't necessarily like this future that I see. Is there a way that I can fix it? And then realizes there's nothing he can really do. He's he's kind of like, you know, I'm in this now. I was forced into it, but I'm a tyrant now, whatever. The key difference there is that the rest of the world kind of still goes on and has to deal with him being a tyrant, even though the story ends with him being a monster, essentially. This one, it, it kind of went more in the way of, like, Aaron literally became a monster and then wiped out most of humanity. I don't know if he... I don't think he wiped out the Asian cultures, but he wiped out most of humanity, and I'm like, there's really... There's a lot to unpack there. So I just feel like it would have been a more interesting story had they gone in a different direction had they just been like you know well i know it's it's not a fun idea but since he's going to be dark anyway i think the idea that it he he perpetuates the cycle of being like well now we're going to be back on top and uh, i'm going to rule things and my family will and my people and my family will never be threatened again and it's just like it's like that's uh, I guess maybe they didn't want to risk a continuation. I don't know, but it, yeah, and maybe it, it's maybe it's like you said, maybe they just didn't really know the path they were going. They just kind of like, hey, we're just going to end it going this path, and it's not really what we thought, and it's not really the most ideal way, but it's just kind of what they did. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I mean, because I did read that the author did have a different ending in in mind, so it seems like he did change what he had in mind. Well, um, yeah, I also know that's a key difference between. Uh, Western writing and uh, manga is that in the Western writing, the writers kind of have the biggest say and they kind of control the story. And then the editors are just there to be like, let's refine this. Let's work on the wording here. And for those unfamiliar in uh, Japan, the manga writers, a lot of the times are at the behest of their editor. I mean, we can talk about some of that in more detail in another episode, but yeah, like uh, in Dragon Ball Z, which we keep bringing back up, uh, the whole Cell Saga <laughs> yeah. was basically like revamped three or four times because the editor was like, no, 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 no. You can't have this guy be the villain. Okay, this this guy, you got to speed this up because this is taking too long. Da, 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 da. You can't have uh, this bug guy be the thing. It doesn't look good. Yeah, you know. the consistency issues for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's very possible that the writer wanted to go a different way. And then the editor was like, no, no, no. You got to stick with the more simplistic ending or the yeah. more happy yeah. ending. I don't know. For sure. But, uh, yeah, with the final episode chapter being next week, I guess I already kind of touched on what I would do. Do you have any thoughts, Ozzy, as if you would change anything? I don't know. I don't think there's any way to, to, to better it now. Um, I, 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 I kind of like the idea of him maybe having more 
kind of like you were saying, like actually taking control and maybe kind of seeing a few chapters or an arc where he kind of descends into madness from there. And like, like you said, perpetuating the cycle. And then maybe, you know, the end of the Titan coming about, the Titans coming about. Because ultimately, I think that's what he wants, or that's what people want. They just don't want Titans. Like, we'll deal with our problems and relations on our own, but let's just not bring in this power that can obviously sway and make things terrible. Um, So maybe it it would have been cooler to see that, maybe him flesh out, you know, using his powers for good, then maybe descend into not so good, and then obviously end up kind of end of the world because you have to have your end of the world scenario um yeah i mean maybe i would i would have seen some more of that like you said uh but honestly at this point i'm okay with how they went i'm not i'm not really that upset um i would have probably had some more interactions because like it seems like his two best friends uh in um mikasa and uh what's the other guy's name armin is it armin 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 yes armin um they just, it kind of like caught them by surprise. Um, and I just wish that they were kind of there to see it happen a little more. And, I, and they did have a chapter where they just kind of wrapped up saying, oh yeah, we could kind of see this happening. But I wish they could see it. It was a little slower, I guess, uh, is all. I do like that he kind of had his last thoughts of Mikasa. And I do like that they seem to cover all their bases. I just feel like, you know, it's it's kind of disappointing um, this is a story that's had so much impact, and I think that there, this is something that you kind of struggle with whenever you end a story anyway. You're going to polarize some people because they don't want the story to end. I just I feel like they went in a kind of very action-y, very kind of um, direct, let's say direct end, where they, they're like, there's no middle ground. Aaron is now the bad guy. We got to kill Aaron. That's the story. And there are some positive aspects to that. And then obviously there are some letdowns to that. Um, I think they could have been more nuanced, but that was, uh, that's just how they decided to play it. Um, that's true. Anyway. But yeah. I mean, it'll be, it will be exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see how they end it because there's still a lot left up in the air. Um, and, at least for certain characters. Certain characters, I think it's pretty much the end of the show. But um, I'm excited to see... Because I, I, I would be fully okay with there being a lot of like sadness in the ending. Because a lot of animes and mangas end you know, happy. They're just like, we beat the bad guy. Life is going to be better. Um, this couple got together, had a kid. Like It'd be kind of cool to see like you know, just it end abruptly and... like. You know, we don't really know how to go from here. Um, we don't really know the people we lost. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like a cool way to end it for me. Obviously, the way they got there, like you're saying, was a little not ideal. But I'm already okay with how it's going to be. So I'm interested to see how it ends. Also want to say, just keep Nazis out of it. Like, once you bring in Nazis, it's really hard for me to not be like, no, just just kill the Nazis. Fuck the Nazis. I don't like the Nazis. They never said they were Nazis. They're, they're just, basically you know. Nazis. Oh, yeah, they're definitely basically Nazis. All right. Okay, okay. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's all we got on Attack on Titan. So let's get on to our manga recommendation for the week. Yeah, uh, we'll do a quick, a quick, a quick uh, recommendation, and then we'll, we can talk about it next time. So what we're going to do in the future is we do a recommendation and we'll basically read the first 10 chapters or 
however many chapters apply, I guess I'll kind of throw it out there because obviously some stories have longer chapters than others. Uh, this week for yeah. you, for my recommendation is a new is a story that's recently got a manga ad or an anime adaptation um, scheduled. F- uh, I believe in the summer. That's why I wanted to get this one out there. It's called uh, Meruko-chan, and from the Meruko-chan. yeah, and from I'm going to read off of Wikipedia. It is the premise is Miko Yotsuya is a ordinary high school student who has the unfortunate ability to see horrifying ghosts and spirits that haunt her and the people around her. Despite Classic. this. Despite this, Miko does her best to ignore the existence of the ghosts and tries to live a normal high school life. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I will say be careful where you read this um, because some of the – it's for for what you would expect to be a slice of life story. It is a – it has got some very serious horror aspects. And I'm not going to say that any of the designs are – completely terrible but i think that if somebody sees you reading this in public they might be like what the fuck man uh i think there is one ghost that has a vagina mouth that that one stands out in particular What's up? i am in and it is technically a senin senin how do you pronounce that uh senin senin yeah i don't know yeah in an anime manga so it is targeted towards adult young adults men but yeah, uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with the anime adaptation. Yeah. But that's a I have enjoyed that one way more than I should have. Uh, it is. Okay. Well, I would actually recommend going to chapter eleven if you're willing to read the extra chapter, just because that's okay. where it goes from being, for lack of a better term, I think that's where it finds its footing. Because the first ten chapters are kind of like we're still trying to figure out where we want to go with the story. And then in chapter 11, they're sure. like, Oh, this is where we're going with the story. Um, okay. so, all right. What you well, got? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, I'm not going to recommend one right now. Um, I think that's your strong point right now. Cause you're, you are very deep in the world. Um, and it makes it easier for us to just kind of pick one and then come back to it. Um, to keep it short and simple. Um, so maybe once I get back into it a little bit more, I'll, uh, we can trade weeks. Um, and, or you know episodes and we can each give a recommendation but I think that's good for now uh, having that recommendation of uh, what's it called again um, Meruko-chan yeah. Meruko-chan Meruko-chan um, yeah if anyone wants to read along with us and you know come back on the next episode you can hear our thoughts and uh, what we liked about it and what we disliked um, maybe it's something I pick up regularly and I mean if I like it enough and anime is pretty cool uh, we'll see. I I personally really like it, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see what your thoughts are. Um, nice. And I think that's yeah. pretty much it. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in, and we look and forward then, to. Have... Um, Go ahead. One thing I will say, like, do you have like an email that people can like reach out? Because I kind of want to hear some people's thoughts on our thoughts on like, especially the the reviews in this case, like. Um, um, Attack on Titan, and then as we go on, because I mean, I know people are going to have opinions on Attack on Titan because it is such a popular thing. And if you want to reach out and maybe, you know, talk about it or, you know, plead your case or tell us that we're idiots, please do. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to need to create another Gmail account. Um, I'll definitely set one up and post it in the, uh, in the, 
Podbean site so that we can have that. But I think for sure. the moment, I don't. Yeah, for the moment, I don't really have one set up. You could send the email to toemeatleather at gmail.com, but I think you would be very confused about that. Um, so we'll set up a new, yeah, we'll set up a new Gmail uh, account for for those guys. All righty. Uh, thanks, as always, to our listeners, and y'all have a great rest of your week. Good night, everybody. See you guys.